live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Jalen Hyatt, what's going on, man? How are you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doing good. Thank you. Yes, having, sir. It's good to see you. Me. All right. So, listen, before we talk about some of the things you're doing this week, I know the season did not end the way you had hoped, yeah. but, man, it was an amazing season. An amazing season for the Vols. What does it mean to you have played to have played such a central role in the resurgence of Tennessee as a national power? Because you, my man, were right in the middle of it. Yeah, you know, obviously didn't get to the uh, end result that we wanted to get to. But uh, at the same time, man, just blessed to be a part of that team, you know, a part of the brotherhood that we had there. Um, we had a great year, but um, I'm excited for what they do in their future for sure. All right, so to be the best, you've got to beat the best, right? Yep. And not only did you beat Alabama this year, you yourself had five TDs in that game. You never forget a day like that. But when you look back on it right now, what do you remember most about that game and that day? Uh, I just – I say the crowd. Um, I say when they uh, when they stormed the field. Um, took me about thirty minutes to get to the locker room. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and but at the same time, great atmosphere. Something I'll never forget for sure. Dude, dude crazy, cool, or crazy, scary, or both. It, it you know it was both because um, it was a swarm of people. Uh, I was on the ground one time. And at that time, I'm just thinking about how can I get out of here and get to the locker room, you know. So um, that, that it, sounds pretty scary. Yeah, actually. it was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was scary at some point. But um, you know, when I got to the locker room, uh, met Peyton Manning, um, and you know, lit a cigar with him. So um, you know, like I said, it was. It was a, something I would never forget. Dude, take me through that. What was that like, man? That had to be pretty surreal. <laughs> yeah, no, it was for sure. It was for sure. Um, and really, it was a lot of uh, VFLs in there. Um, in that locker room, and uh, just seeing uh, Coach Hype proud and. Seeing my family proud, um, that, I think that was the biggest thing for me. Jalen Hyatt's joining us. Speaking of Coach Hype, Josh Heupel, man, he's done an amazing job, obviously, in coming in and setting the culture, but in turning it around as quickly as he has. In fact, how much did you personally improve under his guidance, both on and off the field? What does he mean to you? Yeah, he means a lot to me. Um, uh, helped me mature, um, helped me uh, bring back my confidence. Um, and not only that, I feel like the confidence of this team. I mean, um, you know, we went from being – uh, three and eight to you know being a ten win team you know so it, it it was a big difference for us um definitely put us on the map but now I'm excited to see what their future is and you know proud of what you know Josh Hype has done there so you know far. I think it's really interesting what you just said that he helped you bring back your confidence I read your stats at the top man you had an amazing year you had an amazing year and you're a really really good player but even the best can kind of get up inside their own head sometimes did you at any point lose confidence uh yeah you know one one thing about me man I you know I get in my head a lot you know and just think too much um and you know when you think on the field you know that can that can uh you're dead yeah no exactly exactly that that that, that exactly what it is and uh this year I didn't think you know just went out there and play went out there and have fun you know and all the, all the you know all the other stuff was uh, played its part so um that, that, that was probably the biggest thing for me. Dude, I, I can't tell you how much I respect that you just said that, that one of my issues was, and the thing I had to work on was, I would get up inside my own head. Yeah. People don't want to yeah. own that. People don't want to accept that. But we all do. We all get up yeah. inside our own exactly. head. What was your process for getting out of your head? Um, I think just wasn't thinking. Just go out there, you know, let your body do it. You already got the repetition as far as in practice. You already done everything in practice. You already done the hard work game day is supposed to be easy you know you're supposed to go out there and have fun you know and um that's what we did this year and not only that when you have a consistent quarterback and Hendon Hooker it makes it makes your job you know a lot more easier so Dude, that helps a lot doesn't yeah, it exactly what exactly. do you I think the message I'm getting from you is man do the work preparation breeds confidence and then trust the trust the work that you've done yeah, exactly. right? trust the work yes, what about Hendon how much did he mean to you personally and what was it like to play with him 
yeah uh you know obviously one of one of my brothers on the team um and uh like i said you 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 only go as for a team you only go as far as your quarterback um when you have a consistent quarterback when you have a leader in that room like him uh and and how he led that team uh it just speaks volume to what type of player he is and not only that what person he is and um what he has done for us and that team and it's just it's amazing Jalen Hyatt, starting us off on this Wednesday, I'm going to talk to you about you, your relationship with Hyatt in a minute, but what about NIL? Like, to me, it's long overdue. The players are finally allowed to share in the revenue that they have always helped to create. How have you gone about kind of balancing and attacking your job on the field versus developing your brand off the field? Because that's a new deal. Yeah, uh, it's new. You know, it's new to college football, and um, we had to learn it. Uh, in college, we had to learn about brand and how you can make your brand better. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to it, and it's still new. You know, it's still new, um, and uh, I learned a lot so far. But at the end, at the end of the day, you got to know what your goals are. And my goals were, you know, getting to the National Football League. I want to get to the NFL. Want to get to the next level, and that always been one of my dreams. So I always keep the main goal, the main goal. You keep the main thing, the main thing, yes, and you're gonna get that yes, opportunity. Sir. So give me an idea. What does your individual work look like going right now? doing right now as you get ready for the combine you yep. get ready for your pro day yep. what are you spending the majority of your time on right now uh you know right now we're focused on the combine you know so the 40 uh 40 40 yard dash and uh other things that come with the combine um and uh, i'm working two times a day so you know i get in there and uh you know f- focus on the combine and i'll come back at 2 30 and um you know either we're lifting doing leg lifting or you know arms so um you know it's a full day every day um we work all the way from monday to saturday so you know no days off and by the way that's how the combine is and yes, i'm sir. sure you're getting ready for that because they're long days they're full days and of course dude the combine I mean, it's the biggest job interview in the world, right? It's really critical, but things can get weird. And usually weird is good, but sometimes weird is just weird. Mm. Like, what are you going to do when a team hits you with, yo, man, are you a dog or a cat? (laughs) Because they ask that kind of crap, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, they, you know, that's that's how, you know, they're trying to see the reaction. That's how they get down, dude. Yeah, they're trying to get your reaction. They're trying to see what, you know, what breaks you, what gets you. Um, But like I said, um, just having the team, the the best team around me, um, you know, just to get me right for combine prep. And um, like I said, by the same time, it been fun though you know it's been an amazing journey and you know you want to have fun while you're doing it it's really smart it's really yeah. smart you got to yes, enjoy sir. it you have to you embrace have to. that process you got to enjoy it let me ask you this as you get ready for the nfl obviously there's some really dynamic explosive wide receivers in the game right now as you yourself get ready to enter the league who are some of the current guys you respect and admire most yeah um you know i'll definitely put uh Devontae adams up there for sure um just what he has done um when he was with green bay and now with the raiders um you know always back to back thousand yards um, a guy that you know um, is a true definition of wide receiver one. Um, another young guy that I really like is uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, what he has done, uh, just you know, a big play guy, just like Devontae Adams, uh, elite ball uh, ball uh, ball skills and um, uh, decisive route runner. Um, he can do a lot of things, and not only that, he take over games. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, and that's what you want in a wide receiver one. You want a guy that can take over games. You want a guy that can live up to the big moments. And I love what you just you know, said. That's what you want in a wide receiver one. Break that down for me. What is What comes along with being a wide receiver one? It's one thing yeah. to be the first option, but it's another to be a legitimate wide receiver one. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, wide receiver one, it – uh, like I said, you gotta you 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 you're the best you know best of the best. Um, you're gonna get the best corners on you. You're gonna get the best uh, matchups on you, um, and the expectations are higher for you. Um, but at the same time, you get the ball more. You know, at the same time, you can make more plays. But 
Um, to be a wide receiver one, though, you have, to, you have to live up to expectations. You have to live up to hype. You have to prove people wrong, and that's what I'm trying to do when I grow into the league. See, I like that. Are you in it to prove people wrong, or are you in it to prove people right? Uh, you know, both. You know, yeah. both. You know, I have my team that, you know, I know they're with me through every step of the way. Want to prove them right. Then you always have your doubters. And, you know, you always want to prove them right as well. Prove them wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, you don't want to prove them right. But, uh, um, no, like you I said. You don't want to prove them right. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to prove the haters right, man. <laughs> but, they're, uh, they're just here to hate. You don't want to prove but, them um, right. But like I said, man, it, it's been a fun. It's been a pr- fun process. Um, I'm enjoying myself up here in Arizona. Um, that's the biggest thing, and um, taking advantage of everything. But um, just ready for you know the steps ahead, and ready for um, what I can do and how I can grow. All right, so let's talk some business off the field. You're teaming up with Hyatt Hotels yep. and the world of Hyatt. It makes sense given your last name. What are the deets? What are you doing with these folks? Yeah, you know, uh, it took a while. Um, we took the whole season to you know finalize the partnership. Um, um, you know, it's a lot of things that come to play to it. Um, they had to see what type, of, what type of character I am, what type of person I am, and uh, that's what I respect about them. And, um, you know, what we did at the end of the season uh, when we had our bowl game was uh, we was in Miami um, facing uh, Clemson, and, uh, you know, they help all the families, my teammate families out um, with hotels. And, you know, when with bowl games, when you go to hotels, as far as with families, it's hard sometimes, especially if you go in the big city. Um, it's expensive, you know, with hotels and especially how long you're staying. It's a lot of things that play a part to it. And um, what they have done for my teammates, families, man, it, it was a, it was amazing and blessing um, because, you know, most of the families came. Um, we all had a great time. Um, and most of them have seen their sons play. And that's the biggest thing you want out of it. So it's a big family thing. And they're very genuine. That's why I love it. Family is everything, man. Everything. Yes, got to have your family. Yes, sir. Gotcha. So before I let you go, let me ask you this. You've got a lot on your plate, but are you locked in at all? I know you're locked into your deal, but are you focused at all on Sunday's game? How about that matchup? Who do you like and why? Yeah, you know, I, I like both teams. Um, uh, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I love the Eagles. Um, I love the Chiefs, but it's just so hard, man. It's just so hard to, you know, bet against Patrick Mahomes and what he can do. I mean, the dude is just uh, electric and, and, and um, decisive and, like I said, consistent. Um, you go as far as your quarterback. I say that all, you know, always to everybody because that's just true. Um, and I, I really, I, I can't bet against him. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes, and I think the Chiefs come home with it. You know, it's funny. I, I keep going back and forth on that because you're right. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, and I think the guy, honestly, I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And that's exactly. the thing I respect exactly, right? That's what I respect most about him. We know athletically what he can do. We know in terms of arm talent what he can do. We know this guy can do things that nobody else can even fathom or think of. But, man, he's got a chip on his shoulder still. Exactly. What's that say exactly. about a guy that good that he still has that chip? Yeah, um, it brings fire to him. You know, it brings fire to him. And um, we all know what he's do. We, we all know what he's capable of and the, the player that he is. And um, I think with that extra fire that a lot of people have him, you know, doubting him, I think that's going to bring more out of him that, um, you know, we hadn't seen yet. So it's going to be a great game, great matchup. I like both teams, trust me. But I think the Chiefs come home with it. Jalen Hyatt joining us and doing so courtesy of Hyatt Hotels in the world of Hyatt. My man, that's not an easy thing to do, what you just did. You sat down, you set the tone, you opened up the show for me. Much respect. Yes, Good job, Jalen. I yes, appreciate sir. you. Yes, sir. I All appreciate right. you. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Wild Trapper, because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants 
dried out rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Of course, I'm talking about Joe Montana. Joe, what's up? How are you? Good. I can say, old man, because I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, man. Good. Finally, finally, I found somebody who is. Finally, man. How are you uh, feeling, Joe? How are things? Oh, things are going good. Yeah, can't complain. Just uh, staying busy. As always, always good to see you. Good to see you, Joe. By the way, we could complain, but nobody gives a damn. It'd be <laughs> we a waste of energy and breath, man. Nobody cares. <laughs> you can complain to me all of a but nobody else gives a damn. Let me ask you, before we get to the Super Bowl, I want to get your thoughts on Tom Brady. Were you surprised that he announced his retirement, and this time do you think it's for good? I would imagine it's for good. I think if, if you look at his seasons and the way it, it kind of played out there at the end, you know, it was getting a little bit rougher, I think, then. Then he actually felt that. Um, but, yeah, I think this time's for good, I would imagine. It's, you know, it's tough getting this far that long. And then once you retire again, I think he's going to find it's going to take some of that pressure off. I mean, He's got a lot of money waiting for him in the booth. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that, that makes retiring easier. Not only when you have something to go to, but something that pays you 37 and a half mil to go to. Yeah. That'll help. Hey, Joe, what about that? I'm curious. Like For a long time, I used to think, hey, man, you don't want to go out like that. You don't want to stay too long. And then I came around to, who am I to say, man? It's their legacy. They can do whatever they want to their legacy. They can go out any way they want. How concerned were you with the way you were playing at the very end and that you did nothing to ding or damage your rep and legacy? I think the thing that made me retire was the, the, one of the concussions I had um, in Kansas City. Um, it was something simple. I was falling. I was getting tackled, and I hit um, Bruce Smith's knee hmm. on the side of my head, and, and that one hurt. Actually, you normally you don't feel them. You don't remember them. But it was like a lightning bolt went through one side of my head to the other. And, you know, and then you start looking around and looking at my kids and looking at how much I already missed them growing up and physically how I was. And, you know, the game was a little different. You know, you were taking a little bit different hits back then. And as you get older and slower, it's like. And it's like, hard what, to avoid those hits. Well, yeah, well, Marty was making me lift weights to try to get stronger. And I, and I, we, I laughed. It was one day I was, I was running. Uh, I scrambled and run out of bounds, and the guy clipped my ankle. Mm. And I said, he goes, man, I thought you were faster than that. I go, I was at 192, but I'm 208 because you're making me lift. Because <laughs> I'm jacked. Because <laughs> make, I'm jacked now. I, I slowed That's down incredible. the step or so. <laughs> that is incredible, man. You know, so the, the other problem is, and not to laugh about it, but there is no military press for the head. There is no brain press, right? That's not no. a muscle. I mean, no. it'll get stronger if you do the right work in terms of meditation yep. and study, but you're not going into the gym to make that stronger, right? No, I think that's part of one of the issues with concussions is you just, no matter how, the helmets, the, the better helmets are helping, but no matter what, just picture yourself in a car in your seatbelt. Like, if you have an accident, you're still going forward. And that's your brain inside your head. Right. They can't figure out how to stop that from moving because when you stop, your brain doesn't stop. Exactly. So that's I think that's the biggest issue they're trying to figure out how to, to solve. And it's 
I think it's it might be unsolvable, you know. I was going to say, the, is, the, is there a solution? I don't think there is. I think only the only thing they can do is better, better and better helmets, whatever it does to try to keep people from having head-to-head uh, collisions. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough road. It's a collision sport. <laughs> yeah, Joe <it> Montana is. <laughs> is joining us. No matter what you do, you can try and make it safer. At the end of the day, it's still a collision sport. And let me ask you about the 49ers really quickly. Given the issue they have at quarterback, what do you think? Like, Brock Purdy was absolutely awesome. I mean, what a great, yeah. great story he was. Do you think that given the rehab he's looking at, can he get back to that point or even surpass it? Is he more than just a great one-year, one-off story? Well, you would hope to think. I think one of the things that – I, when you have someone who understands the offense, and I think he, he understood it pretty quick. You know, he picked up – You know, I don't have to make plays. I mean, look at the guys he's got around him. Those guys all make plays. Right. So all you have to do is, hey, there's something down there. I don't like it. Give it to one of these guys. You know, Debo, McCaffrey. Get it to your uh, playmaker. Get it to the playmaker. Find mismatch, yeah. get it to your playmaker. <clears throat> yeah, and Kittle, I mean, all, all, and more to come after that. So I think he figured it out uh, quickly. And um, uh, I don't know how long that rehab is. I know it's not easy i i had an elbow issue and mine wasn't mine wasn't a ligament mine was more of a torn tent torn muscle off the bone hmm. but and it still took a while to get back from so i can't even can't even imagine i know you know the medical world's had a lot of advances and things are getting better faster and they're doing better jobs at it so you know what do you do do you how do you get rid of uh jimmy it's tough, I think, because he's the here's a guy at one. He can't stay healthy. The other guy got hurt, also. So you know who's going to come back first from injuries, and you know who's one. You, you who should can- wait by the phone, Joe, because you might be the next call that they make. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you said how do you get beyond Jimmy? Like Kyle made it pretty clear that Jimmy's not welcome back next year. Like he made that pretty clear. Except we heard the same thing last year, and there was Jimmy. So yeah. do you think Jimmy's really gone? I'm, you know, I don't, I don't go down there. So this is just a guess from okay. my side of the, the sure. table. But I would think you can't get rid of him until you know what's up with Purdy, right? Because if you, if Purdy's not back, what are you going to do? Now you're going to have to find somebody who doesn't even know your offense. Because I don't think Josh is coming back. I mean, I don't think he was a fit for that offense. Okay, great guy, known him for many, many years, but I don't think he was a fit for there. But um, you got, I think you have to keep him. Until you figure it out, because the guy's won games for you. He's won a lot of games. It's just trying to keep him on the field is the, the biggest issue with them. But until you find out about Purdy, I think he's. So Joe, got, what about because the teams? I mean, you got a great team. What are you going to do if you don't have? A oh quarterback? no, they're Super Bowl ready right yeah. now. They're a quarterback oh, yeah. away. Yeah. They're a quarterback away. So really quickly, then where do you come out on Trey Lance? Like, do you buy Trey Lance? Does he look to you like somebody who can have long-term success in the league? Have you seen enough to know? I haven't seen enough of it. You know, he came from one of those you know, read option type uh, offenses, run the ball a lot. You've got a guy playing in the game here that, that's done that also and has had success. But for the most part, um, if you can't, you got to be able to play in the pocket. And I haven't, uh, I haven't seen him enough uh, to know if he's, I don't think he's ready uh, for that offense yet. I think it's um, just my take on the few games that I saw. Um, he's still a year away or so. Joe Montana joining us. You know, Joe, things, it's kind of a generational thing. Like when I was coming up in the business, you were always the guy 
you were always the GOAT. So I've been really careful not to ever compare anybody to you out of respect to you until recently. I will admit I started to compare a guy to you, which I'll get to in a minute. But do you see anybody under center in the game right now that reminds you of yourself in any way? I don't really look for that. I don't look at I just okay. enjoy What do you look the, for? I look for guys that are just playing well at the game, you know. They'll just the guy the other guy playing on the other side in Kansas City. He's pretty fun to watch. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you just can go around the league. I mean the guy in Buffalo and the Chargers, you can go around and there's some great young quarterbacks out there playing right now and um, I you know, you just gotta enjoy what they're doing. And and they all have different styles, they all do things differently and that's why I just say it's hard to try to people say, well, I want to be like you. I go, no, you don't want to be like me. You want to be better than me. Don't don't try to compare yourself. Don't because you may not have the weaknesses that I have. You may they may be different. So you have to be the Joe, player well, what, you are. what weaknesses did you have? I'm not saying that you didn't have any, but how did you see yourself? What did you look to improve upon? What did you consider a weakness? I don't think I had. <clears throat> I don't think I threw the ball like side deep along the sidelines as well as I threw it deep down the middle or anywhere else. I think that was probably the biggest weakness I had, trying to get the ball up fast enough. My arm strength was – I had good, really good arm strength, but I didn't have great arm strength. So if Jerry got a free release or JT, I had to hurry up and get the ball out of my hand. So right? they didn't outrun me. Yeah, but they, you, you had something that they can't teach. You had something that they don't have. You know, aside from that it, man, you had the mind, the beautiful mind. Like, you could see things that others couldn't see. I've always said this. Like, you, Wayne Gretzky, there are very few athletes that it's even hard to describe. I don't even get it. I just know that you can see things that other people can't see. Well, I think one thing I learned when, when I really started to figure out Bill and um, understanding that offense, it was his way of teaching me how to prepare and the pre preparing for practice as well as preparing for the game. And, you know, everybody says, well, you seem to know where everybody is. I go, well, okay, that's my job. <laughs> I need to know everybody. But the thing about the game is the reason you know, need to know is because if I'm looking to work over here and I get pressure to move over here, I, I'm not very good at running with that thing. <laughs> so I'm trying to find something. Now when Marty put you in the weight room, dude, and yeah. bulked you up. Yeah. Not after bulk season. going to play linebacker. <laughs> you just did a shot, huh, right? Man, no, no, I could not elude the rush. But, and man, I can squat 600 now, Marty. <laughs> it really is pretty funny. You know, you've had a fantastic life. As you look back on it, like, you gave everything you had to the game. The game can really take, it can give you a lot, but it can take some. As you look back, do you have any regrets? Would you do anything differently? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think I had a great career. Everybody, no matter what, you're going to have up and down years, you know, just like anybody else. And, you know, just like a, a normal company out there, uh, you know, trying to sell product, whatever they're doing, you're going to have a good year. You're going to have bad years. And, you know, I, I did the same thing. I had a lot of good years. I was had more than, than down years. So got to be happy about that part. But I also realized I had some damn good teams <laughs> so we had some good players and we had some great defense yeah, luck matters right yeah. situations matter yeah, yeah. luck fit yeah. system it all matters when i got there and then we were two and 14 not quite the same was that but, not fun two and 14 getting the crap uh, beat out of you uh, it, oh no it was there was a game we were playing in dallas right and, and the berg was playing and 
<laughs> he was just getting pummeled in there. And Bill was starting to substitute. And so this Bill was standing like this, and I was right behind him. And every time he would turn, I'd turn like this. So his eyes weren't catching mine. <laughs> it's so good. Right? <laughs> and then, yeah. he, did he ultimately find you? <laughs> no, he said, I wasn't going to put you in there anyway. Because I think he might have caught me at one time. He said, don't worry, you're not going in there. <laughs> so That's really funny. That's really funny. Uh, you could, quickly, yeah. before I talk to you about what you're here to talk about, one yeah. last thought. What about Bill Walsh? What, what was your relationship like with him, man? Different dude, not yeah. an easy dude, and not an easy system. What was that like? Intense. Yeah, I mean, he I was intense. And, and he he demanded perfection. Of uh, He wanted perfection from everybody, but he really wanted it from the quarterback position. I mean, he he lived through the quarterback. And, you know, that's why how I got to, you know, he said, look, here's the things you need to do. You need to come prepared every day like you're playing a game. And you need to want to be perfect every day. And because if you miss from trying to be perfect, you're gonna be, you can still be really good. But if you try to be average and just get through it you can and, suck. and you miss, you won't be on this team very long. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> so that, that kind of you know, wakes you up a little bit. But I, I think the way he you know, helps you prepare and helps you understand it, he goes, we're going to work this. And if you don't like that, I'm going to give you a couple other guys down here. So you'll know when you have to force that or try to make that happen. But for the most part, first down, I mean, for the longest time, you've, defenses are kind of different, right? They think differently. Sure. So if you hand the ball off on first down, they gain four yards. What do you say? You can't give up four yards on first down right. on a run. Drop back to pass. Oh, I don't like that guy. Drop the ball to the tight end. Four yards. Same four yards, right? But they feel like they stopped you. Right. <laughs> so, right, right. But, and the next Playing thing, chess. and the next thing you know, you're inside their 25, and they're going, <laughs> and they're going, well, how'd they get down here? I thought we got off the field. We I got, thought we were doing great. <laughs> so it's, it's really just funny. having that kind of understanding. So it's witchcraft. All right, so you teamed up with Advanced Auto Parts in their big game, most valuable play. What does that involve? What do we need to know about the program? Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. You know, for either quarterback, well, we're going to say any player that throws a touchdown pass uh, in the Super Bowl over 25 yards. Anyone who's registered at advanceautoparts.com will have a chance to be one of the 25 people picked for free gas for a year and a $500 shopping spree at Advanced Auto Parts. And uh, it, believe me, it's, it's a little tougher than they think. So if you look at um, the last 10 Super Bowls, there's only been five passes, touchdown passes thrown over 25 yards. Huh. In the, I guess in the playoffs right now, I think there's only been 11 and no, there's been five. I'm sorry, and none of them by the two guys that are playing tomorrow. Wow! So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, and it'll be a fun, uh, fun promotion Hopefully for everybody. Hopefully, somebody so. gets that man. Free yeah. gas for a year sounds pretty good to me, <laughs> especially if you're in California. Especially, <laughs> and, and we are, and we are. Joe Montana, one of my all-time favorites. Joe, so happy to see you. Appreciate the friendship, appreciate the relationship, and I appreciate you making always making time for this show. Thanks so much, no, Joe. Man, my pleasure, man. Always great to see my you, dude. Too. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. 
We are joined by Garrett Wilson. Garrett, it's so good to see you, man. How are you? Man, appreciate you having me on. I'm doing well. I appreciate that ticker. So you're a watch guy. Like, yeah. I'm, we don't need to apologize for this, man. It's all right. No. So do you like watches, and how did you get into that game? Yeah, so uh, I love watches, and it's, it's kind of a new obsession for me. Um, I'm, I'm going through the phase right now where I can't get enough of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always on YouTube trying to see what the new stuff coming out is and, and why not to buy this one. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the love for it came. My dad has always had a love for it. So... You know, it kind of just came with, with time and, and learning more to it and realizing that I don't want a chain or nothing like that anymore. Just let me get a watch, you know. And Dude, that's really it. interesting. Where, where, how did you get to that point? I don't want a chain. I just want to watch. That's yeah, great. Uh, they hold their value. You know, that was, that was, was my thing. I was going to say, are you doing, do you buy them because you like them and you like the way they look and you like the way they feel? Or is this an investment play too? Uh, both. A little bit of both. I'm sure you're the same. But, you know, it, you, I love how it looks. I love how they feel. And, and it's just a, a touch that if you know, you know. You know, not everyone says anything when I walk by. But you you said something, and, and now I know. You know, that's you, you nailed it. You nailed it. That's exactly it. Guys who know, know. Yeah. You can walk around with that watch. And I know that watch. You can walk around this whole week, and maybe nobody says anything. But the second you sat down, I'm like, bro, tell me about that yeah, watch. No, I need exactly. to know. People and that meant something to me, you know, yeah, so. See, exactly. And the fact that you knew this one meant something to me, and we're not even talking football. We probably should, but <laughs> respect. I appreciate that. It's always good to see a fellow watch person. Listen, you're in high demand following the rookie year you had. So how has this week been for you? What are you getting into? Yeah, it's been awesome working with uh, with Pepsi and, and working with, uh, you know, being able to talk with different, different uh, you know, networks. So for me, it's been a... Um, it's been, you know, a lot this week, but, you know, Super Bowl is, is a great thing, and I didn't know that we uh, really come all together like this. I didn't know it was the whole NFL is up here, so um, to see how they do it and, and how they bring everyone together and you get to see, you know, some familiar faces that maybe you haven't met yet, it's really cool. Talking to Garrett Wilson, he's here with Pepsi. So let me ask you, you put up enormous numbers as a rookie. Were those your expectations? Did you see yourself stepping in and having as big of an impact as you did immediately? Um, you know, I've always been confident in my ability. Um, you know, it was one of those things for me, how, how quick can I pick up the offense? How quick can I, can I be comfortable to just go out on the field and play football instead of overthinking? Um, and that took a while, but, but um, once By I got way, to that point. you're the second guy to say that already this morning. What's that? Jalen Hyatt said that. He, I, he admitted to me, you know, that's a wide receiver also getting ready for the draft. He said, my thing was I would get inside my own head. As soon as I stopped thinking, that's when everything came together. Yeah, you know, football, you can't really play you can play fast, but you can't play full speed until you're until you're not really thinking about it, or you're not really thinking about what you're gonna do. You just know it, and it just clicks for you. And uh, that how long takes did that time. how long did that take? Yeah, um, that probably happened for me about preseason, um, joint practice with the Giants, and and um, yeah, that was I would say that's why. The Dude, first were you time. were you in the playbook like heavy and intensely, or do you pick things up pretty quickly? I usually pick things up pretty quickly. So when I got to got to this point and, and or when I got to the NFL and was doing the meetings and I wasn't picking it up, I was like, oh, snap, I got to spend some more time with, with Coach Miles at the time. It was Coach Miles Austin. And uh spent a lot of time with him just learning the offense and, and trying to apply myself so I could play, you know, outside, inside, this side, whatever, you know, and fully know the concepts, not just know my route, you know, that type of thing so that I could really line up and make myself, you know, harder to guard, harder to match up with. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson joining us. I spoke to Sauce Gardner yesterday, man. Love the guy. Yeah. Love the game. Yeah. I told him the exact same thing about his dude on the other side, DJ Reed. Love the guy. Love the game. How much better does it make you in practice going up against those dudes every yeah. single day? I mean, way better. And, and, and the way they're both different, too. You know, you can get right. a different look with 
um, you know, based on which side you're on. So, you know, with sauce, you're getting that longer, uh, you know, harder to get around, press up in your face, and you're going to have to give him a release. And then DJ, you know, it's, it's feet. You know, he's a sweet feet. He's going he's gonna to mirror your, mirror your technique. He's got great technique, and he's going to mirror your movements. And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's two different looks that, that are both really good for you to get. And, um, yeah, man, I'm blessed to play with those dudes for sure. Garrett Wilson joining us. I'm sure they say the same thing about you. Now, Sauce, man, he can say whatever he wants because, well, he's Sauce, right? And he can back it up. Was he trash-talking you when you first matched up in rookie minicamp? And if so, what was he saying, and who got the better of those matchups? Oh, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was trash-talking a little bit, but I talked too, you know. I, I talked, and um, for me, it was like, it was more of a, I'm getting introduced to this, I'm thinking too much, you just got to guard me, so you better win. That's how I talk trash. Sauce is more like, nah, none of that, you know. That's how he talked trash, and we're just having fun out there, man. It was great. It was a great environment out at rookie minicamp and OTAs. You know, we got to go at it a little bit, and he got the better of those matchups. But, uh, you know, this offseason coming, I'm going to make sure I get, get some payback. So make sure Sauce listening. You know you know what's coming, Sauce. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. <laughs> In fact, not everybody, we talk about this too, not everybody's built for that market. New York is a different deal. Man, it just is a different deal. If you're good and you win, there's no better place. Oh, yeah. But if you don't get it done, you're going to know about it. It's not for everybody. Not everybody is yeah. built for it. You seem comfortable, dude. You seem like you're killing it on and off the field. What was the transition like for you coming from the Midwest and Ohio State to the big city? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Ohio State does as good of a job as you can ask for coming out of college, um, you know, getting you ready to play in the NFL. And in this case, you know, I was in New York, you know, it's a market that, that um, you know, you're going to hear you're gonna hear a few things from. And, and, and that's how I like it. You know, that's how it was for me in college. That's how it was even in high school a little bit. You know, everyone's you got were high used expectations. To it, dude. Yeah, you were used you know? to it. That's where you yeah. live. That's what you do. Exactly. You know, people got high expectations. And, and, and me, I'm no different. You know, I don't – I didn't come here just to play. I want to win, you know, and, and – and, um, until we start doing that, you know, I don't expect anyone to be satisfied because I know I ain't, you know. So, so um, you know, I got to feel the, the highs and lows of the season this year, you know, winning a few games and how that can be in New York to start the season and then, you know, going on a seven-game skid and seeing what it's like losing in, in New York. And, um, yeah, you know, I prefer the first half. So, Dude, what was know. that like? You're not used to that, man. Coming up the way you came up and being where you've been, you're not used to seven-game losing skids. What was it like? How would you process that? Um, yeah, I mean, it was hard on me, man, and it was it was really hard on me. And, and uh you know, I just had, you know, we got to find something to get better at each week. You know, we knew that we were playing playing um, really good teams that were going to be end up ended up playing uh, playoff football. You know, if we win, we were in, and these teams were going to the playoffs. And, um, you know, that was just kind of the reality of the season for us. You know, we we didn't we didn't finish the way we wanted to. And, and um, yeah, you know, we got to figure out how we're going to fix it for next season. All right, so you and Sauce are two of the six finalists for the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year. You're up against some other quality dudes like yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, Kenneth Walker. These are all guys who had huge years. What would it mean to you to win that award? Yeah, you know, um, I was lucky enough throughout this throughout this first season to uh, win a few Rookie of the Week belts, and I got those at the crib. And, and um, for me to be able to t- take home the Pepsi Zero Sugar uh, Rookie of the Week a rookie of the year, that would mean everything. You know, it's uh, something that, you know, you, you win, you got bragging rights over Saws, you got bragging rights over my dog Chris from college, and, and uh, it would be something I tell my kids about, man. It would truly be awesome. So to even be uh, nominated with all those great nominees, you know, is a blessing, and, you know, I'm excited to be here. You talking to your dog, Chris from college? Chris Olave is, man, he's a nice player, dude. Oh, yeah. Nice, oh, nice yeah. player. What do you make of how he's done on this level? Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, he goes about things the right way, super smooth in and out his breaks, and, and um, you know, we make sure we stay in touch. So, um, you know, I knew he was confident about what he could do this season, you know, talking to him a little bit during preseason and how he was doing. And, and um, yeah, you know, to see him go out there and ball, you know, is, is exactly what, you know, we all expect. Anyone that knows Chris would expect. 
Garrett, listen, I, I get that you're focused on what you can do, what you can control, your deal. Probably know where I'm going with this. It's not your decision. But given that you're a guy who's paid to catch the ball, who would you like to see under center for the Jets next season? Um, yeah, you know, it, it, like you said, it's not my decision. But, um, you know, I'm confident that whatever our front, front office does, you know, will, will, be, um, will be, you know, the right move. And, and for me, playing receiver, I like to simplify my job. You know, go out there and catch it no matter who's throwing it. Um, you know, let, let – uh, you know, let the rest of that stuff take care of itself. I can't have, I don't have any control over it. Just when the ball comes my way, make the play. It doesn't matter who's throwing it. You know, that's my mindset on it. Dude, I would have answered that question the exact same way. But let me ask you this. I'll try this a different way. Like, in your opinion, you know the guy better than I do. You live with the guy. You work with the guy. We talked about who's built for New York and who's not. Is Zach Wilson built for New York, that big stage? Or could he maybe benefit from a change of scenery? Where do you come out on him? Um, yeah, you know, I think he's built for New York. Um, you know, it does take a little bit of a different cat. You know, it's not for everyone, and that's that's just the reality of it. And um, you know, I think he's built for it. You know, I think I think that when when you know you got that much pressure on you as a quarterback, you know, things can go either which way. You know, he's still such a young dude, and and um, you know, he's still got so much time. And I'm excited to see what what uh, this offseason brings us and how much better we get this offseason. But in my opinion, you know, he's still got a, got a lot left in the tank, and and um, you know, hopefully, it's up here in New York. Listen, I don't want to be presumptuous because I wasn't there, but what goes on in terms of a locker room dynamic? For instance, if you have a guy like that who's a QB1, if hypothetically, tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, if he lost any part of that locker room, can you get it back or once it's gone, is it gone? How does um, it work inside the locker room? Yeah, um, you know, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. So everyone's different to, to how forgetful they are, how um, you know, just different things. Everyone's different, but but in, in Zach's case, you know, everyone, everyone uh you know, has Zach's back, and, and uh, yeah, you know, the defense defense got his back, offense got his back, I got his back, and, um, you know, we're all forgiving. You know, we try to have a family atmosphere in, in the Jets facility, and I feel like they've done a great job of that and drafting the right people that are, um, you know, good to be around and good the right people that you want to build a build a uh, organization around. And for, uh, for me, you know, seeing Zach and how he goes about his business, man, I got a lot of respect for that dude, and, you know, hopefully he continues it into this next season and we can, you know, start building something special, uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball because we struggled this past season, man. Garrett Wilson joining us. Who you got Sunday? Give me a quick thought. How uh, do you like that matchup and who are you leaning towards? Yeah, that's a tough matchup. I got uh, I got right? Kansas City. You know, I feel like Eagles are a really good team and it's just hard for me to choose against Mahomes, you know. Again, not the first person to say that. Like, even with this high, high ankle sprain, I should say, it's hard to go against that guy, right? It is, man. It is. He's, uh, he's as good as I've watched and and um, I remember watching him as a young kid in, at Texas Tech, you know, being from Texas. And, yeah, man, he's a special talent. So you know, it doesn't surprise me to see him here. Right, dude, I got 30 seconds. Have you targeted your next piece, your next piece you're going to buy for that watch or for um, that wrist? I kind of got an idea. I, I love Rolex. So, you know, it's probably going to be something down that alley. And, and the one you got on, by the way, those. Sky that was, Dweller. Yeah, that Sky Dweller is sweet. Um, you know, they don't have those around. Yeah, I appreciate that, dude. You don't see those as often. Everything's those for sale, clean. bro. Make me an offer. Make <laughs> me an offer. Garrett, I appreciate you very much, dude. Great to spend time with you. Great to talk to you, and thanks for coming by. And you as well, Joe. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So, this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Wild Trapper, because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried-out 
rough beef in a bag. Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Jonathan Taylor joins me. Jonathan, good to have you back. How are you? How you doing, Jim? Pleasure again. Great to have you, man. Great to have you. Let me remind you, and you know I'm starting here. We have our son graduating from the University of Wisconsin this year, Jonathan. We have our home in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. First things first, my guy, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, yo. Yes, sir. On Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I know you got a lot on your plate. Let me ask you really quickly. What was your reaction to the hiring of Luke Fickle, and what do you make of what you've seen and heard from him since he got there? Oh, I mean, the first initial hiring of Luke Fickle, it was, man, that's awesome. Like, if, if there's a guy to come in to the University of Wisconsin and make things happen, it's Luke Fickle. So I was super excited. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about him. I can't wait to go back to Madison, get to shake his hand, meet him face-to-face. Um, but the things he's been doing he's been doing with the program has already, you know, drawn a lot of eyes. I mean, if you've just seen – just the facts from, I didn't seen there was a billboard up of recruits in New York City. I mean, this was, it's insane. The type of things that he's doing is insane. I've seen things in the weight room. Those guys are competing every single day. And you add that on top of the hard-nosed, hard-working guys at Wisconsin recruits. I mean, that's going to be a really, really hard team to face. Did I absolutely love that that was your reaction and that you just said, I can't wait to go back to Wisconsin. I can't wait to get back to Madison. Like when we first went there, Jonathan, and my son got in, I went to the first game after my son got into the school, our son, Ron Dane, was one of the first guys I ran into. I love that you want to go back. How important is it for you to stay connected to that school and to go back and give back and lend your support? Oh, it's it's huge to me because Madison is like a second home to me. So to be able to go back, and when you get back in Madison and you just look at all of the sights, all the memories and the feelings and emotions start coming back uh, throughout my time there. And it's a very special place to me. And you mentioned guys like Ron Dane, just being there and having guys like that, Melvin Gordon, James White, uh, being there and having a blueprint set like that for myself. I mean, it was amazing. And they would say the same thing about you. Jonathan Taylor is joining us. So, Jonathan, last year was challenging in the sense that you were limited to 11 games. You dealt with some ankle issues. Ultimately, it resulted in surgery. Bring me up to date. You look great. You sound great. But how are you feeling and how's the rehab process been going? I'm feeling really great right now. One thing I can say is that making sure I have, an, I have the right team in place throughout the offseason is something that's always imperative for, for myself. But this season in particular, you know, just making sure that I come back stronger and better than ever, which is why I'm so grateful that I had Ascent Protein in my corner. I've been with them for three years since I've been drafted. So being able to add that element with this new element that I have on getting healthy, it's something that I think is going to take me to that next level and help me get back on the field that much faster.
Hey, listen, I think that's so important. I think that a lot of guys, when they get hurt, it's kind of taboo. Like, they don't want to talk about it. But I want to talk about it for one second because I think fans get pretty desensitized to guys getting hurt. They have no idea what goes into putting yourself back together, both physically and mentally and emotionally. Even as a star player, you have the best medical staff at your disposal. But how lonely is rehab? And, man, how dark can it get? Like, the battles you have between the ears, what's that like? Rehab can definitely be tough, and especially hearing it from other guys, veterans, guys who've gone through this process, and being able to understand one thing that they told me was lean on the people that you're close to. Those are going to be the people that help get you through those tough days when you're you're not seeing the progress that you would like to see or you hope to be at a certain point. But they'll also be there to celebrate your highs where you're ahead of schedule, and you're like, man, I'm crushing it right now. So being able to have this team around me has been something that, I feel as though has been imperative and will be imperative going forward. Jonathan Taylor joining us. One more thought about the ankle because obviously Patrick Mahomes is dealing with that high ankle sprain. This is kind of interesting. I want your thoughts on this. I talked to Super Bowl hero David Tyree, the former Giant yesterday, Jonathan on the program, and he said to me, man, I don't know. Like, I know Patrick has got an ankle issue. He said straight up, I'm not sure it's a high ankle sprain because those things take time. And Patrick was back within the same week. So he literally said, I'm skeptical that it's a high ankle sprain. What do you think? I mean, do you think that he could go out there and do what he did in the AFC Championship game on a high ankle sprain? Well, you got to take into a lot of factors. Um, there's definitely different degrees to a high ankle. But at the same time, I mean, if you're playing in an AFC championship game, there's no telling where your mind will take you. And I know Patrick Mahomes has a strong mind. So, I mean, there's no telling what place his mind was in. I mean, his mind is only thinking about winning that game. Uh, you got adrenaline coming over you. But at the end of the day, a high ankle is tough. It's a high ankle. But the fact that he was still out there playing on it, I mean, that just tells you how, toughness he, how tough he is, his competitiveness. And, and I'm just hoping he does well in this game upcoming because everyone wants to put their best foot forward if they're playing in a Super Bowl. Dude, I love what you just said. Like, we always talk about adrenaline. Adrenaline can cover up a lot of things, but rare is the guy that says it depends on where the mind can take you. How do you use your mind to take you places that maybe you've never been? Can you direct your mind to do that? How does that work? Number one, I think you start doing that in the offseason. You start training your mind in the offseason to make sure – when the going gets tough during the season, you're able to, to take your mind back to those dark days when you're training, back to when you think you couldn't do another rep and you were able to pull out two more reps. So that's when you go back and you pull out from those daily deposits, just like Mahomes did, AFC championship game, banged up ankle. You know, what am I going to let stop me? Am I going to let something physical stop me or, or am I just going to let my mind stop me? And I mean, I'm t- I know Patrick trained hard, so I know he went back to those daily deposits and, and took his mind to a place where – he was able to overcome. Dude, preach. I love that. You can put in the daily deposits, and then when you need them, you can withdraw them as long as you've put in the daily deposits and the work. I love that. Jonathan Taylor is my guest. You know, you can speak to this game as well as anybody because the Colts played both the Chiefs and the Eagles this season. You beat KC in Week 3 with an impressive comeback. What was your biggest takeaway from facing that Kansas City defense? What do they do best on that side of the ball? Number one, they got stars all over the field on that defense, but they're very, very well coached. So when you have a team like that, one, you need to make sure on the offensive side of the ball, you guys are not making mistakes. Then number two, you need to make sure that if that defense makes a mistake, 
you need to capitalize. That's imperative because if you get a, a well-coached team with stars, it's going to be really hard to to maneuver through that defense. So I really think Philadelphia is going to have to, A, one, make sure that they don't have mistakes, and two, they got to capitalize on any mistakes that Kansas City may make. All right, so you played Philadelphia tough in Week 11. It was a 17-16 to loss. If there's any wrap at all against Philly, it's their run defense if, in fact, it's a wrap. You yourself had 84 yards rushing that day. You had a TD. Do you think they're vulnerable against the run? Can you see Kansas City taking advantage of their run defense? They'll definitely, if they have the man for the job, Andy Reid, I mean, he does a great job of, of help scheme, and th- scheme things. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> Philadelphia's another team that has guys all over the field. Uh, but I think it's going to be a battle who makes the least amount of mistakes. Um, these are two star-studded teams that are very well coached. So it's going to be who makes the, the least amount of mistakes. I think that's what it's going to come down to on Sunday. Hey, Jonathan, really quickly, you mentioned they've got a guy. They've got a great coach. We're still watching the Colts situation. i got to be straight with you. Like, Jim Irsay, I'm fascinated by this dude. Like, I don't know another guy in his position who sounds like him, who says what he says. I'm in the business of content, my man. So I love Jim Irsay. He brings in Jeff Saturday. I'm kind of curious. Like, easy for us on the outside to say what we think, but you were on the inside. What was it like to work with him? Because he's a coach with no experience. And then what do you make of his football acumen? And did he command the respect of the guys in the room? Jeff Saturday. I definitely think he he earned the respect of the guys in the room. I mean, you think about... If you heard him speak in the locker room, in practices, in meetings, you can hear the passion in his voice. And all he wants is for the Colts organization to be great once again. Um, it's not about me stepping in. I'm going to help this team win a bunch of games, turn this thing around. It was, hey, I'm going to use my great coaching staff I have, these great players that we have, and I'm going to take my own experiences and knowledge and do my best to help put this organization in a position to be successful. That's all Coach Sat- Jeff Saturday wanted. And when you have a guy like that, it's easy to play for him because it's not about him. It's not about anyone else. It's about the entire entire organization as a whole. You know, it sounds good, and I absolutely believe you. You know, if you say it, I believe you. Why then do you think that the results didn't translate on the field? Why, why did things not go better once he got in with that message? Yeah, because number one, at the end of the day, this game comes down to one-on-one matchup. And as players, we take full responsibility. You definitely have to win your fair share of one-on-one matchups. And, of course, we lost more than we won. So that's something that going into next season, what can you do in your off-season program in order to put you over the edge to win more of those one-on-one matchups than lose? Because you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But those great teams, they win their fair share of them. Jonathan Taylor, my guest, go back to Ascent Protein really quickly. I'm always looking for ways to increase my protein intake. Tell me more about the product and the work you're doing with them. Uh, Ascent Protein is a great way for you to improve your protein intake. Something I've been using for three years since I entered the league, um, like I mentioned, that there's a lot of things that get pushed in your face as an athlete, whether it be product-wise or whether it be investment-wise. But this was one thing that I took and ran with it, Uh, just knowing that no matter what may come up, no matter where I'm at, I know what I'm putting in my body. And a lot of guys get in trouble for not knowing what they put in their body, whether on purpose or by mistake. But I know there's no mistakes with Ascent Protein. There's no additional additives, no artificial flavor. So if you want something that's very clean, something that you know is proven, something that can work, Ascent Protein has been fueling me and helping me recover for the past three years, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. 
I think what you just said is key. Like when guys sometimes say, Jonathan, like I have never knowingly taken this. I mean, maybe that's true. I'm kind of skeptical, but you're a professional athlete, right? Body is temple. That's your moneymaker. Like you better make damn sure you know exactly what you're putting in your body at all times, right? A hundred percent. Like you said, your body is your temple. And whether you knowingly took something that you weren't supposed to or not, that's up to you. It's up to you to decide what you're putting in your body and make those decisions. See, very clearly, you learned the concept of accountability and extreme ownership at an early age. Before you go, so you play both teams, what's it going to come down to? Who do you like this weekend? Just the way that Philadelphia has been playing together, offense, defense, and special teams, when you have a team that's playing well like that together where it looks like everything they're doing is easy, regardless if it may be or not, I think they have a great chance of, of winning this game on Sunday. So running back for the Indianapolis Colts, he appears courtesy of Ascent Protein. He is Jonathan Taylor, JT. My man, I appreciate you, and on Wisconsin. Thank you so much, Jim. On Wisconsin. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover? Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Jamal Williams is my guest. Dude, it is so good to see you, man. Great to see you. How you living, man? Uh, You know, just... Running around right now. <laughs> running around in a good way or a bad way? Are you, get, are you running around? Are you getting anywhere or are you just running around? It's, I'm getting business done. I'm getting business done, but I'd much rather be playing uh, Hogwarts right now because I'm going crazy right oh now. Oh, my God, dude. dude oh, you, you, yeah, look, he I, sees I, it in I, my face. This is absolutely incredible, man. Uh, I, I am so much happier to see you than you are to see me. Jamal, you you speak a language that I don't even understand. What, I just think nerd? it's awesome. Nerd? I didn't want to get to it that quickly, but yeah, nerd. Like, okay. here's my thing. Like, I want to be that guy. So, I want to be. It's because you're so cool. That's why. No, it's because I'm so old. When I want to ask you, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Here's my thing, man. Is it too late for me to be a nerd Never. or a geek? Never. Do I have it in me? Can yes. I, can I live that life, dude? Just let your child back out. Just let it back out. Okay. How do you do that? You. All right. Well, it depends on what you like. It depends. Like, for more older anime characters, well, anime people that like it, they they like the old stuff. Like right. Trading cards. They like Sailor Moon. They like <laughs> like real old. Like even old how, before Dude, me. how old? Like old enough like, what, what, how, do you, how do you define old, bro? How do I define old? How, what's Ooh. old to you? What's old? 40? For me? Yeah. Anybody older than me than you old, for sure. Dude, I'm, old enough, used, I'm old enough to be your grandfather, dude. For real? You yeah. you barely have gray hair though. You working on it? I got, I got yeah. I got, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm achieving that, dude. It depends it, on what type of old person you want to be though. Are you gonna be the old man to embrace the gray, or are you gonna be yeah, that no, that's old wrong. man that's slick, like no gray at all? That's a great question, man. Now 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 we're getting into something totally different. Like you got to have some. You got to embrace. Like I don't want to be that dude who's running the shoe polish over my head when I'm 90 yeah. and looking like a freak. I hear that, but that, nah, I. If, if my, I'm waiting on my gray hairs, and yeah, I'm man. going to embrace are you, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, for my locks, when they get gray, I'm going to be called the silver octopus. <laughs> well, man, you're the best, dude. You're the best. Hey, Albie, Albie, do me a favor. Play the intro that you have for Jamal, because when I first heard this, I'm like, dude, dang, that is the best thing I've ever heard, and I do not understand this at all. Please don't let it all. be the theme song. Yeah, no, we, Alvin, what do you got? Can you play us something? 
Jared Goff, Cal. First swag guys, Kai Game. Uh, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. Josh Reynolds. My man, like I, I, like, I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that is. I just think that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. What, what is the leader of the village den? Like, what does that mean? All right, well, it's from Naruto. And in Naruto, they have these, basically it's called cities. But they, call, they start like the hidden village yep. of the, then it could be like the leaf, the sand, the mist. All these are like cities, basically. So I just basically made my city for Detroit, you know? Okay. First way, Kazakage is what I proclaim my name, you know what I mean? Very basically, I'm president in my nerdy words. You are? Yeah. And then I'm just the, the so leader what, of so the hidden so village. So can I be the CEO? Dean. Can I be COO, CEO? Or do I got to work my way up? And how long is it going to take? I might put you like first command of like okay. division 12. <laughs> 12th division. Dude, what, dude, what's the job? Is there a job? You just get... my little general. You just general. <laughs> <laughs> if I need, dude, I, if, I'd love to be your little general, man. <laughs> if I need you to go do a run supply in the next village, that's what I'm That's what I do, man. Do. Yeah. When you say jump, I say how high. No. Like, nah, like, nah. like what kind of bleep are you going to send me off to do, man? No, nah, I'm going to put you on some real S rank missions too. Like what? Huh? Like what? The S rank. What's that mean? Oh, that's top tier. So they go by letter S, A, B, C, and D. My man, you're talking your own language and living in your own world. No. Like, people nah, I mean, know, he he knows what I'm talking about. That's who? the crazy part. He, he knows he what does? I'm talking about. Yes, I can or, tell or in he, his face. He, okay, you can tell in his face. Yeah. I was going to say, man, is he pretending or does he really know how it is? I think he's a real nerd for sure. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not in any way mocking it, clowning it, or disrespecting it. Nah, I want to be that guy. You can be but it. I just want to know if it's too late for me to be that guy. No, you, that anime is on Netflix. There's great ones on uh, Netflix. I f feel like you should watch Records of Ragnarok. Okay, how come? It's just a great anime. It gets to it. I feel like it's great at explaining things while it's fighting. All right. So, so the fighting scenes are good, and then when something major about to happen they just go into a straight explanation of what's about to happen okay so I, I need that that's where i could start i feel That'd like a you're a more detailed type of story you like you like your stories to have real detail i do, I do. attack on titans okay you really right, i'll do that. that dude does that make you a better player or is that something to distract you what like the nerd life it's a lifestyle right man it's a yeah. it's not a hobby it's nah. a lifestyle how does that affect you on the field it don't because being a nerd outside is like I don't care what people think of me. I really don't. So when I be on the field, I'm just gonna be the same person I am all Dude, the time. Why would anybody think anything other than you're awesome? You would you would be surprised how many people out here are like Talk to me. What do you they, hear? They live life on negativity. So when they see something like too positive all the time, they just be like, Oh, I, fake. I don't like that. Fake. Yeah, yeah, they think it's fake or you know, it just irritates them, but it's just because there's something wrong with because, them. Because they're you, miserable, dude. I know. Because it's their life, dude. They're projecting their life, right? Yeah. But for me, that's why I like anime. There's a lot of characters who, my favorite character, his name is Gata. He started out, I like all the evil people. Like, they don't care. They destruction. That's all they are. But <laughs> Gata, Gata started evil, and Naruto, the main character, basically turned him. Like, Naruto's job basically is he turns all the people who are evil most of the time. And he convinced them, mostly by fighting, beat, basically beating the badness out of them. He beat some sense into them. Yeah, basically. And then they turn up and end up having morals, and then they become better people. You know, that's what happens. That, that could about. be you, man, in life, right? Oh, I don't know. No? I, don't, I don't think I have enough time to go out my way to beat them. fix somebody. the world like that? Yeah, I'm trying to just do it by leading by example. And handling what I can control right now. Control what I can control. Hundred percent, dude. What I can't. So, so what do we do with the negativity? Do we ignore it? Do we no. try to fix them? Do we embrace it and run off that fuel? What do you do with the negativity? Honestly, yeah, I deflect I, it. I put fire with it. 
honestly. I ask how questions. Does that, how does that work? Yeah. It, it works well, if, it, depending on the person who wants to learn, if they want to get better, if they want to grow. But you can't help people who don't want to grow. Like one thing I've or done Or if before, they don't think they have a problem. Oh, yeah. And, and they're I, always the last ones to know. And I have a, a real, I had a, a real situation with my cousin. Tell little me. Little cousin. Tell me. <laughs> he a little overweight, right? So he wanted to work out, right? So I'm helping him working out. But at the same time, he's he be lying to me about if he's working out or not. You know what I mean? And I told him. But he's like, lying to himself, dude. Exactly. And I told him. He's doing better now. He's doing way better. But this is back then. I told him, like, I can't want it more than you. If I want it more than you, then I'm going to get mad. And that's because I care more. You know what I mean? And when I and when I care more, it, you it, don't it care. It bothers you oh. that you care more about him than he cares about him. And that's Therefore, what, you oh. can't help him. And that's why I backed off. I am a nerd, dude. <laughs> I can do this, dude. I know I can do this. You can. It's, it's, all, about, we're it's connected. all about not care what people think of you because they're going to think you weird. Dude, dude, you have no idea, man. First of all, <laughs> I've done this longer than you've been alive, and I know exactly what it's like to have people come at you and hate you. And if you get consumed by that, you ain't going to last long. Nah, you just got to live life. Live how you want to live it. Be happy. Because we can't control that. You can't control what they say and what they do. Oh, not at all. Only what we do and how we react, right? Mm -hmm. So, dude, this is incredible. Like, I hate to wreck an amazing conversation by talking football. Let's do it. By talking football because we're already running out of time. But if I had said to you before the year, you would have 17 touchdowns. Would you look at me and say, man, you're crazy? Or would you say, nah, that sounds about right. And if they feed me, I can get you 20. Oh, that last one sounded good. But the, I thought first, you'd like that. At first, I, st- I only my goal was only eight. My me and my uncle Luke, we came with our goal when we do it every year, like before every season. And our goal was just eight. And we beat once we passed eight. I was like, oh, whatever happens after this, I'm I'm just Gravy, going with man. it. Yeah, but now since we set this level up now, it makes me hungry to even do better next year. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm never satisfied. So, dude, what you, how are you going to approach free agency? Like, Ugh. are you happy where you are? Do you owe it to yourself to look around? What's your mindset going into free agency? Well, first thing, I do not like change. But if I got to, because, you know, the business part about the game, I do it. But I would love to be in Detroit. I mean, I, I feel like it's a second home to me. Um, I just love the people in there, the coaches, um, the players, everybody there, the environment, and the fans. So, I just like the uh, the unity, the loyalty, the pride of being a lion. No matter what you know the Lions has been in the past or what they've been through, they come with that new energy every year, and they know. And but at the same time, we put in the work and we showing people, you know. This is a team to be reckoned with. I got a theory about the D, and I've done this a long time. <laughs> and I've been on the air in that town for a long time. I get yeah. that town. I really do. And I love that town. Mm-hmm. I embrace that town. That is a tough town, but a great town. Here's my theory on that town. It might be hockey town. Dude, and even though you guys have never been to the Super Bowl, one of only four teams, mm-hmm. you tell me I'm wrong. This is a football town. It is. It is a football town, man. They want it so badly. They do. Don't they? They Does do. it feel that way to you? Yeah, and that's why we're trying so hard. Like, these first two years – like, even first year, was trying, like, just flip it off as soon as we can. Flip it up. Let them know, like, this is a different team. And I feel like they understand that they feel it. The fans feel it from us just how much we're trying to win. We're trying to do our best out there. we doing the best we can. But at the same time, it's still the NFL, you know. There's great players on every team. Everybody's <laughs> trying to win. Yeah. They're all trying hard. They all get paid. Yeah, but it all comes down to just finishing games, 
a couple of three, probably three couple, three major plays in the game that we got to succeed on. And once you do that, then you win the game. You know what I mean? So. Yes, I do know what you mean, man. It's a game of margins, inches. Inches. Yeah, one last thought. So when you're one and six, you know how that goes, right? When you're one and six, mm-hmm. if you're not tight, man, if the, if the guys don't believe in each other, it can go south fast. You know, yeah. next thing you know, one, two, three, Cancun. Dudes are looking around. One, two, they're pointing three, their Cancun. finger. You know? I've never been there. But yeah. No, but that, that's what Gary, yeah, but mentally you could go there without going there. You know what I'm saying? I hear Guys that. can get that. So that, that didn't happen, obviously. How did you wow. guys get that thing flipped around? Uh, just I give the credit to just the vets in, on the team, uh, on defense and on offense. And um, just just seeing how the we started one and six, but I feel like everybody, especially the vets, stepped it up even more of letting the young ones know, too. You know, we won and six. Don't mean nothing. We can always come back. We can always win this. This is a long season. You know what I mean? And then once you can keep people – Unit, keep it tight, keep the unity in. Don't let the outside know. You know, everybody gonna be talking when we want to say stuff. Oh, the Detroit Lions, they still suck. Whatever, all that, all that. Boo-boo. Same old stuff. Yeah, right? and I don't even need to watch. I don't even watch TV for them to, to hear that already. I already know it. You know, <laughs> so it's just. I'm just grateful for my team for us just counseling all that out not listening to it and really just playing our game. Because people ain't in there every day when we working out. You yep. know what I mean? We don't know. You don't. And they just know what they see on Sundays. Right. So that's why we got that's why we're doing more and more to emphasize. The more we work hard on during the week will get us ready for Sunday so we're more prepared. So we know what to do to how to close out games and we gotta come back to win games and we're gonna win them. You know what I mean? Not be not lose by a field goal, not lose by one one. There's no moral point. victories, dude. Ah, I hate it. No, nah, man, you, you don't get any participation trophies. No moral yeah. victories. Moral you don't want that? Yeah, no, especially when you lose. That sucks. You, you win or you lose, right? But at the same Score time, board. losing or when you're when you're not doing your best or adversity is hitting you is what shows what type of man you're gonna be. Are you gonna let adversity turn you into a little weenie? Oh, I was about to say some crazy. <laughs> Look, Dude, I'll we, have you on the podcast. Like, <laughs> well, we can do another show where you can say whatever you want. But yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah? I'll do that one. Oh, oh no, dude, you'll one. like that show. Listen, dude. I might have went this to show's BYU. Good, but that show's much better, man. I might have went to BYU, but I do yeah. love cussing. I will say that. Not as much as I do. <laughs> no, I got I got a good show that you and I can do a little bit later on. But but we have to know our room. Yes. It, we, we are at the – this is the CBS Tiffany room, so yeah. weenie's okay. Oh, yeah, it's but are you Are you going to be a weenie when somebody punches you in the face? That's what I'm or, saying. You're going to be a weenie or you – actually gonna stand up and show what type of man you are you may lose but they gotta fight you know they gotta hit you with the last blow literally of them on their last breath too to knock you out you know what i mean so i feel like you get more i do know what you mean i get that hey listen is is there hope for me as a nerd man shoot me straight you can't believe in me as a nerd i just want you to watch attack on titan i want you to start with that that's my homework assignment right yes it's, it's great, too. I'm going to tell you. You're going to okay. like it. All right, man. I'll do that. I, I will walk away knowing that the next time you see me and we rap, you're going to ask me if I've seen that. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that dude, i literally been looking forward to this all week long. Oh, and thanks, nothing man. lives up to the hype, and that smashed my expectations. Dude, I appreciate hey, you very much. You got to stop giving me compliments. I don't do well with them. I get uncomfortable. Ugh. All right. I'm just playing. You did great. Next time, do better, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. You can do man. better, man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Jamal Williams, that was so awesome. And I know I'm not the only one. Our entire team had been looking forward to that. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I mean that, dude. I mean that. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not in the business of sucking up to guests, man. You're our guy. Yes. Appreciate that. Yes. Dude. dude, if you would come in here and been like, yo, man, are we done yet? When can I leave? That that would have pissed me off. Hey, I've been disappointing. I'll let you know. Okay. My, yeah, I know my, my social meter is very low. But yeah. 
doing things like this it's gonna help is you, dude. great. I'm we, glad we that you're a other. great person. That's dude. what I'm saying. Oh, no, I'm an amazing person, You give dude. good energy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you too, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's an energy exchange. Yes. Like, yeah. I like people that just comes off with a great energy. You don't give me a... A pushback. I gotta be like, yeah. what? Pushback on what, meaning. dude? Why push is he back being on, so mean? Pushback on what, dude? Push, <laughs> push back on being awesome. Oh, I mean, I'll push back. What when did it's I necessary. say about the compliments? <laughs> All right, dude. Get off my set, bro. <laughs> appreciate you, All man. Right, appreciate you. We're continuing from the row, having a great day. What an awesome Wednesday this is. I am Jim Rome. We will be here all through the week, and I'm just going to keep moving right through it. We are joined right now by a linebacker for the Colts. He was picked 89th in the draft out of Stanford in 2019. He had an incredible year, an incredible year. 151 tackles, six for a loss. He recovered a couple of fumbles. He appears courtesy of Cali Strong, so you know I'm all about that brand. Bobby Okereke is my guest. Bobby, it's good to see you back. How are you? Good, Jim. Good to see you, brother. Much good respect. Good to see you. Much, much respect. Listen, I talked to Jonathan Taylor earlier in the program. We talked about what a challenging year it was. You yourself had an amazing individual season. How were you able to enjoy and take pride in your personal accomplishments when the team didn't have overall success? What did that feel like? Uh, it felt good. I mean, for, for me, it was a contract year, so I knew regardless of the situation, um, I had to play my best football. But uh, obviously, you want to win. So, you know, you're doing everything you can from a leadership standpoint, um, just a team, team building standpoint, you know, to just try to try to try to right the ship. Um, a lot of adversity going on, a lot of distractions. But, uh, you know, I thought our veteran leadership did a great job this year. I love guys in a contract year. Guys will say, hey, man, I'm not thinking about that bullcrap. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with thinking about that. We would all think about that. Yeah. I mean, I, how did you process that? Did you take that contract with you on the field, onto the practice field every single day? What did you do with that? I mean, I just treated it like my, my film is my resume. So, you know, regardless if we're winning, we're, we're, we're losing, you know, we're down 40, whatever. Um, every play, you know, every, every play that I have is going to be evaluated. So I just kept that mindset and I just played my best football. And I think that, you know, my, my purpose is to fulfill, fulfill my potential. And, you know, I was working towards that every day. All right. See, that's really key. The purpose is to fulfill the potential. So what are you looking for? Like, are you everything being equal? Do you want to be where you are? Or is there a situation that you know in your mind would work for you that you're looking for specifically? Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, be, be somewhere I'm wanted. Uh, somewhere, you know, they're going to value me as a leader, value me as a player, and be somewhere who's going to win. Um, so I'm going to take all that into consideration and, uh, you know, off-season free agency. But it's an exciting time. Not looking to make any trouble here, bro, but do the Colts not check those boxes for you right now? Do you feel valued? Do you feel like they get what you have to bring to it? Or are you maybe not feeling that right now? No, I do. Um, you know, I love Indy. Grew up there. Um, front office has been amazing to me. But, um, you know, the cap, the, the cap situation is kind of like a puzzle. And it's about the, how many pieces, you know, fit. And if, if not enough pieces fit, um, you know, they have to let, let guys move on. Obviously, Shaq's making what he's making. Um, Zaire Franklin had an incredible year, signed a new contract. So, you know, there might not be room for me. Um, so, you know, I'm just prepared for that situation. Business is business. Bob, you're appearing courtesy of Cowie Strong. You know me. I'm a Los Angeles, California native. I feel very strongly about the West Coast and Cowie in particular. What is that brand? What is the work you do with them? Yeah, uh, they're a San Diego brand. Um, you know, they're in every product category, whether it's uh, clothes, hats, accessories, whatever. And 20% of their proceeds go to the military and kids. So they're doing an incredible job. Um, and it's amazing gear. You can dress it up, dress it down. It's really cool. All right, so where do we find it? Uh, their website is Cali Strong on social media, 
and uh, they're in San Diego, so you know we'll find a spot for you to get their shot. Dude, I like that. I need that for sure. Listen, really good to get caught up. I know that was a tight hit, but you and I have spent time together before, and we will continue to do so. Yep. Really good to see you, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it, Jim. Thank All you. Right, appreciate you, Bobby. Appearing courtesy of Cali Strong. All right, so we are moving right through this thing. My man, nice to see you. We are joined. Great to see you, man. Thank you. Joined right now. We split this segment right down the middle. We are joined by a wide receiver for the Cowboys now. The 17th pick overall in 2020 out of Oklahoma. Two-time Pro Bowler. Second-team All-Pro this year. Coming off an enormous year. 107 receptions. 1,259 yards. Nine touchdowns. And appearing courtesy of Old Spice, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? How you feeling, dude? Oh, well, man. Can't complain. How's your week going? Busy. Yeah. Very busy. And busy, I'm sure good, yours busy, good. Yeah. Very busy, good. Yeah, Very man. Busy I good. like that, dude. I like that energy. So let me ask you first. You were the hero of the reimagined Pro Bowl game. You caught the game-winning TD for the NFC and the flag football game. Yo, do you like that new format? Do you think it's here to stay? Yeah, I'm digging it. Uh, gives us, you know, the opportunity to do what we love. Of course, at a high level, obviously without, you know, tackling each other, but definitely just being out there, competing against, you know, the best at their position. All right, so let me ask you about the season you had. It didn't end the way you had hoped, but you won 12 games, and you posted the franchise's first road playoff win in 30 years. Looking back, do you feel good about that season, or is anything less than playing in the final game going to be considered a disappointment if you have the star on the side of your helmet? Quite honestly, anything that's less than, um, definitely a disappointment. Granted, we're very grateful for everything. You know, back-to-back -back 12, you know, 12 games, that we ended up with a dub, of course. And then, um, you know, winning on the road in the playoffs versus Tom Brady, of course, that's that's always difficult. And then um, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of good can come out this season that you can just point out, you know, and, and very grateful for every opportunity of it. All the good, the bad, and the indifferent. But in playoffs, man, we, we, we looking to make a push. CeeDee Lamb joining us, that's the bottom line, right? Like, for some, just getting there is good enough, but if you're that franchise, yeah, you, you need, you need to do damage, enough. dude. Now, good is not good enough, right? Right, absolutely. Let me ask you, number 88 has been a, sim a symbol of greatness from Drew Pearson to Michael Irvin to Des Bryant. Not that any of them need to tell you that. You already know that. But do they tell you that? Do they tell you the responsibility that comes with rocking those digits? Most definitely. Um, they remind me every time, every opportunity I get, you know, you know, linking up with them guys and uh, – such a pleasure. Also, just being in the same room in the level field as them guys, all Hall of Famers for the most part in my eyes, and uh, just being, just being a part of an elite group makes me even want to be better. You know, uh, always play, hold myself to a higher standard, and uh, just you know, being the best in my, my craft. And listen, generate generationally, depends on how old you are. Like when I came up in this business. Mike was doing what Mike was doing. He was the playmaker. He was one of the triplets, dude. I'll never forget the first time I met Michael Irvin, man. My man walked through this room. You've never seen, like, the electricity coming off a human being like Michael Irvin. And, dude, he was a killer on the field. Still I've never is. seen, Yeah, right? But, I mean, I've never seen a receiver lead like the way this dude lead. And he just led. He imposed with his will, his physicality. Like, did you know very much about him as a player and the way he went about it? Uh, not necessarily, obviously, because I wasn't around when, you know, he was at his That's best. What I'm saying. But uh, definitely just learning, you know. I'll bet he let you know, though. Almost done. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's Mike, man. He's going to let you know about his legacy and his greatness. But definitely just being a part of it and able to actually have a sit down and talk to him about, you know, the whole situation, his whole playing field and uh, how things were when he was around and all his all of his experiences. And, uh, man, he never hesitated. It's never a dull moment at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> ever. CD Lamb joining us really quickly. Dak Prescott, you know, he'd be the first to tell you, I got to take better care of the football next year. The interceptions are out of character, that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You live with this guy, you build him three years. It was out of character. What was he dealing with this year? Honestly, I don't know what it was. Uh, I mean, isn't just playing football? Obviously, he had the, one of the worst seasons of his career, and we still stuck beside him, and we still ended up in the division around, which is crazy. So, uh, imagine if we kind of eliminate those and then able to, you know, play at a higher pace. Uh, this offense and this team go through him, and we know that, and um, it's going to continue to go through him, and we're going to continue to build and get better. And like you said, next season. Should be better. C.D. Lamb joining us. You're partnering up with Old Spice. What are the details, man? What are you doing with these folks? Man, definitely. A lot of people will be with you, you know, to tell you that you got something in your hair, got something in your teeth. Well, for me, I'm, I have people around me that tell me if I smell bad, so I feel like everyone else should, too. And Old Spice, Old Spice got this new deodorant swagger, man. You got to get right. 24-7, long-lasting smell. So when you sweat, bro, you never have to worry about, you know, being musty or kind of reeking around anybody <laughs> quite honestly and you'll be surprised how common that is so uh definitely got to check that out Dude, i appreciate that man you want a crew around you that will tell you not what you want to hear but what you need to hear man people got to keep it real with you most right? deaf you need the real only the real survive only the real survive really quickly dude you know philadelphia as well as anybody you play them a couple times a year defensively what do they do that makes it so tough on the opposition what's it like to go against them defensively they pin their ears back with that d-line and let everything else work off of it quite that d-line is pressure i'm i'm that's just what it is everyone knows that uh every game that they've won that defense that has went through that d-line and everything else you know builds off of it no doubt especially on the back end and they're good on the back end their corners can play now but you're right when you got five guys that are getting after the quarterback when and Indomitian, rotation. yeah the rotation <laughs> dude when Indomitian Sue just shows up all of a sudden exactly you know that kind of thing CD appreciate you very much dude great to have you on the program thank you for having me thank you good to have you CD Lamb occurring or appearing courtesy of Old Spice split that segment right down the middle good night no